Hey kids, welcome back. It's the Walking Well Podcast and I'm your host, Jalon Martz. Y'all, it's been a ride. It's been a day. It's Father's Day when I'm actually recording. So shout out to all the dads out there. You're doing an awesome job. Stay present. Man, be consistent. Continue to show up in your kids' lives because it so matters. It makes a difference. You know, so I want to shout out my dad. He's great and awesome and amazing. And I would not be the woman that I am today without him. Um, and he's just set an amazing standard in my life. Um and it's just, it's, it's been good to have him. <laughs> so, um, back to our regular scheduled programming. We are doing a mid-year check-in this month. Um, we took some time at the beginning of the month to talk about distractions and how to diffuse those so that we accomplish um, everything that God has for us to accomplish. Last week, we took some time and discussed delays and really how to perceive them because the pauses are purposeful. God has mercy on his mind. He's got advancement on his mind for us. Um, you know, he's got growth on his mind for us in delays. And so um, delays are purposeful and we, we shouldn't, um, I guess, try to wriggle our way out of them, but to really decide to fall in step and in, in pace with the Lord. This week, we are talking about... It's kind of detours, but it's a little bit more like what to do when you done messed up, right? Um, and because it's a mid-year check-in, I won't deceive myself into thinking that, you know, we're all perfect and dandy and are totally on track with our goals um, because your girl just started working out at the beginning of June. And that, I like I told you, I only had two goals and I really just started getting after it this month. Um, and that can be hard, right? You know, when you haven't done what you said you were going to do or you fell off the horse. Um, it's You have so many things that you're battling in your own head that can be discouraging and distracting. And so I just want to take some time to encourage you and to help you get back on, get back on track and get back on your horse and, and do the thing. So, um, you know, when you mess up, if you uh, are at all like me, um, you just want to be perfect at everything the first time, you know, learning and growing in things is frustrating because you just want to know how to do everything right already. Right. We don't want a learning curve. Um, and I've had to learn how to be compassionate with myself um, and learning and just trying to figure out how to do the regular things. Well, adulting, you know, for example, Um having a bank account and, you know, overdraft fees and managing that when I first got my debit card was like, what keeps happening? Who's sabotaging me? And it, and it was me sabotaging me, you know, because I wasn't paying attention. But, you know, when we set out to do something and to accomplish something, um, but then fall short or fall off, a lot of times getting back on it is just so hard, you know, um, and that can be anything from, you know, mismanagement of resources, money, time, relationships, what have you. It, we we can find ourselves messed up in so many areas um, just because of, of negligence or mismanagement. And so um, first things first, you're not perfect and you're not going to be. That doesn't mean we don't aim for excellence. It doesn't mean we don't aim for integrity. It just means take the condemnation off of yourself, right? Um, I had to learn some really intense lessons about the difference between conviction and, and condemnation. Um, <laughs> condemnation does not come from Jesus. Let me just clear the air with that one. 
conviction um, says, hey, you've messed up. Hey, you've you've separated yourself from me. You've gone astray. Come back. Condemnation says run as far away as you can from God and from the throne room because you're gross. You're unworthy. He doesn't want anything to do with you. Those are two very different voices. And so um, I just want to encourage you to know that shame and guilt and condemnation do not come from the Lord. And you can tell that they don't come from the Lord because they don't call you back to him. They don't get you to turn and repent. You know, beating ourselves up and talking about how awful we are and how sinful we are and how fallen we are has never been God's plan for us, especially if we're believers. We are the righteousness of God. We were made righteous just like he was made sin. Jesus did nothing to be made sin. We've done nothing to be made righteous except receive his sacrifice. And so you, baby girl, are still the righteousness of God in whatever way that you've fallen off track or not done what you said you were going to do. You're still the righteousness of God. Um, but first things first, we definitely have to have a come to ourself moment. You know, we've got to have that uh, that prodigal moment where we realize, yo, I'm not where I should be, you know, I've mismanaged, I didn't handle this right, I said this, I shouldn't have said it, I did this, I shouldn't have done it. We've got to repent, we've got to turn. And, you know, I want I want to make this clear, repentance is not always, okay, God, forgive me, and we go move on. Sometimes it's that, you know, Lord, I, I did X, Y, and Z, but sometimes we've we've got... We've got some blood in the water. Sometimes we have cost people things. We've hurt people. We've contaminated them with our gossip. We've, you know, spent the money all up. We need to fix that. You know, um, sometimes more times than not, repentance involves, you know, repenting to the human audience, you know, or, or the, the person that we offended or hurt. And so it takes a big person to do that. Me and my mom have this saying, um, the air is thin up here, you know, in places where you're called to higher integrity, where you're called to walk um, with greater character than the world would say you need. There are very few people that are willing to do that. The air is thin up here. However, the views are amazing. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I want to encourage you to dig deep in your Christian character. You know, um, I think it's Colossians that talks about letting our roots grow deep into him, into the Lord. And these are definitely those moments where um, your fruit is being matured, where your spirit woman, your spirit man is being matured, where you're being pruned. Um, and God is cutting away those things in you that are not like him so that you bear more, much greater, more healthy, more rich fruit um, or richer fruit. And so I want to encourage you to start there. Start with acknowledging, not just, you know, to the heavenly audience, but also to the earthly one. Like, okay, I messed up. I totally messed up. Um, a friend of a friend of mine, um, she and I were having a conversation about accountability. And it was really cool because we got to sort of talk about, like, you know, I think we threw accountability out kind of crazy. Uh, we're just like, oh, you know, keep me accountable, keep me accountable. But there are very few people that can actually get in your stuff and get in your business. Um but you need that. You totally need those people who will um, come get you, come pull your chain and can ask you questions. Um, another friend and I were talking today about how, you know, when you're able to be safe and air out your vulnerabilities, there's this really beautiful exchange that happens where you find out, one, that you're not alone because other people identify and affirm and confirm like, no, I deal with that, too. I struggle with that, too. Yeah, that's that's a hard spot for me as well. 
But also in that airing out, people can come, you know, if they, if it's like a church buddy or whatever, when they see you in passing, they can always pop in and be like, Hey, how's that thing? I remember you said such and such. How's that thing? Um, how's that going? You know, I know this could be a hard day for you. Is this a good day? Is this, you know, how's that thing? Did you, did you sign up for what you said you were going to sign up? For? You know, you have those people that will, that will check in with you and say like, okay, how are you on that? And having that accountability is so, central i think um having sisters that are younger than me by 13 to 16 years is a really interesting dynamic in that i'm kind of always aware that i have people watching me um i'm always aware of what my life is preaching to them right i'm always aware of um kind of what message are they receiving by watching this behavior in me, by watching this decision in me. And there have been high moments where I'm like, oh, it's so cool for them to to not see, you know, reckless um, romantic relationships for me. It's so cool for them to see me really just enjoying, you know, my space and my season. It's so cool for them to see me finding, you know, ways to travel and to enjoy and to stretch and to read. You know, it's so cool for them to see that and to have that vision thrown up before them. But there are other times where I'm like, ooh, I got to work on that because I don't want that to transfer over to them. You know, you in the same way have an audience. Um, and what's kind of cool, I like the the verse and well, I love Hebrews 11 and 12. I love Hebrews in general. But Hebrews 11 and 12, you know, goes through, 11 goes through um, this sort of hall of faith, right? All of these people that have gone before us that the world was not worthy of, heroes of faith and sheroes of faith. And then um, chapter 12 starts, now that you're surrounded by so such a great cloud of witnesses, run your race with all endurance. So you've got people that have gone before you that have shown you the way. And are now watching you and cheering you on. Run like they're watching you. Run like they're cheering you on. Run like they like they know you can win and that you're going to win. Run like that. You know, and that's our lives, right? We have heaven cheering us on. We've got God cheering us on. Um, and it's important that we have people in our corner that are also cheering us on. Now, as to God cheering us on, I think this is one of the tougher um one of the tougher aspects of scraping your knee and falling, right? Because I I think that battle between God's holy and I'm just, I can't get it right, can be such a battleground in our minds. And and truly, if when we, if and when we lose that battle of knowing how God truly sees us when we mess up, it affects everything else. It's it, We are so more likely to stay in a rut and stay stuck and not try ever again when we don't believe that God is for us. And this was the main battle I had to win um, in, in learning to not be a perfectionist um, and accepting that I was flawed, right? Um, and accepting that there there is try and try again. If at first you don't succeed, as the prophetess Aaliyah said, pick yourself up and try again, right? Um, but, you know, knowing that, that God is not angry at you, God is not mad at you, God is not disappointed because he sees you like he sees Jesus because of Jesus' sacrifice needs to be at the center of your thinking, right? Um, I, I made a big mistake a couple years ago and, you know, told my parents about it and, um, I was struggling to forgive myself and, um, you know, just like, oh, I just wish I hadn't have done that. Turn it, you know, and just like, just mad at myself. Um, and just like, oh, I'm reading the scriptures. I get, you know, righteous people repent, like it's okay. But I was just mad. I was like, I cannot believe I did that, you know. 
And my mom said to me, uh, one of the times we were talking, she's like, you know, what do you think the blood is for? Why do you think it's there? You know, and I'm like, to cleanse us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know your, your Sunday school answers. And she's like, but, but what, you know, if you weren't ever going to mess up, wouldn't it have been a waste for Jesus to shed his blood? But he knew that you would need forgiveness and cleansing. And so he made provision for you. You going, okay, Lord, I messed up. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Cleanse me is is part of the deal. It's it's what he signed up for. It's why it's the very reason he did it. It's not this like extra t- and not to say that the blood is something we we treat as common, but it's there for the slip-ups, for the mess-ups, for the times when we miss it. And so I had to really renew my mind to that. Um I had to stop worshiping perfection. Um and then uh, this other this other kind of this other thought really helped uh, me move towards a more biblical understanding of of Christ and His forgiveness and, and His redemption, His redemption really. And uh, my spiritual dad gave this to us, and it's this: God is too big to mismanage your life, and He's too big to allow you to mismanage it or ruin it either. Right? And that's big. That's huge. Because so many times we think we we have disqualified ourselves. We've messed up so bad. So many times we said we'd never do it again. And here we are, you know. But God is too big. He's too good to allow you to tear yourself up. Now, there are natural consequences for certain decisions, of course. Um, but God is deeply invested in you reaching destiny. So invested that his mercy is like your GPS, right? Um, you're trying to get somewhere. If you miss your turn, what does it say? Rerouting. God's mercy is just like that. He is so good and so in love with you that when you mess up and repent, he's like, okay, here, here's an on-ramp for you to get to where I I have for you. Here's an on-ramp to my goodness. Here's an on-ramp to my mercy. Here's an on-ramp to something beautiful and something wonderful for you because he's just that good. And I just want you to simmer in that. Like God is just that good and that's what his his tender loving burning affection for you does that's what it is for god so loved that he gave right um i love romans 8 and it talks about god gave us his son if he did not if he who loves us did not spare even his own son is there anything else that he would withhold from us and so god is not short on mercy because his mercy endures forever he's not short on love because he is love you know and so whether you, you know, had <laughs> three weeks of cheat days, whether you mismanaged your money, whether you did nothing with your time when you were supposed to be productive, um, whatever the case may be, however you done messed up, I want you to know that God is there and he's waiting to be good to you, waiting for you to turn, repent, come to yourself um, so that he can be good to you, so that he can lavish his mercy on you, because that's what his heart is for you. So um, be encouraged, be free, because condemnation is not of the Lord, and it doesn't do anything for you. If you find yourself in a corner beating yourself up, talking about how bad you are and how messed up you are and how unworthy you are, cool, yeah, yeah, I ain't doing nothing for you. It's not moving you forward. It's not picking you back up. It's not reestablishing you and planting you in grace and faith and righteousness. Uh, It's just wasting time. It's a distraction. (laughs) We've already talked about that. Um, so I encourage you to to repent. I encourage you to go, all right. I mean, own it. I did this. I messed up. 
I'm not perfect. I'm flawed. No one can peg me for that because I, I announce it to the world. I'm flawed. Um, I repent. I turn from it. I apologize to the people that I may have impacted or affected. Um, I find community. I find accountability. I, I find trustworthy people that I can be vulnerable with and tell them, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm dealing with. Help me. And then um, you purpose to walk it out, you know. I love Philippians 2, 12. I think it's 12 and 13 where it talks about God is working in us, giving us the desire and the ability to be, to do and be what's pleasing unto him. And I think that's such a powerful scripture because so many times we go, all right, I'm going to double down. I'm going to give it more effort. I'm going to give it more grunt, you know, like, I'm going to do it. And really, I've just started to pray. Or I've, I've prayed over the years. Lord, I thank you for giving me a new heart. I thank you for giving me the, the want to, the desire. I thank you, God, for working in me, giving me the desire and the ability to do and be what is pleasing to you, Lord, and receiving that. And it's been so cool to watch how the Lord just sort of gives me an appetite for more word, gives me more opportunities to practice patience and the strength to walk it out, reminds me of the word on, on you know, mercy, on speaking kindly, on diligence on discipline, whatever it may be that I'm aiming for. It's been so cool to see God's spirit in me um, create a desire and then partner with with God to to bring it forth. It's just, it's cool. And so I just want to encourage your faith. I want to like give you a booster shot of encouragement, right? Like, hey, we are out here, we are doing this. And with the Lord, nothing is impossible. Um, last little thing, Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified. I love, love, love this translation of the scripture. Um, I love it because it just breaks it down so good. <laughs> and so it basically says, through Christ, in Christ's strength, I am equal to any, I'm ready for anything and equal to anything that comes my way. And so I just want to leave you guys with that. I'm, I want to leave you with the knowledge that you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of you. So, you know, that's gnarly. Um, but you're you're equal to anything and ready for everything that comes at you by being joined to Jesus. So be encouraged. Lift your head up. You're a daughter of the king. You're a son of the king. You're not defeated. Victory is already yours. You're more than a conqueror. Um, Jesus loves you. God loves you. You're his favorite. <laughs> so, you know, overwhelming victory is yours. So you done messed up. But you're not going to stay there. You're not stuck. Um, you know, Jesus came for you. And so he's for you. And so I want to encourage you to get back on track if you've fallen off. If you um, if you are the people, the accountability people for someone who's come to you and said, like, hey, I messed up. Man, be faithful. Be faithful and be a good steward of even that um, in your relationship with them. To check in, to check in on them and, you know, just to be there, to be present, to be praying, man. That is such a cool place of prayer. When someone says, hey, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm struggling with, put it somewhere where you're going to see that that prayer request, I guess. Um, and be and be mindful, be faithful to pray over that because the prayers of the righteous accomplish everything, <laughs> accomplish much. So be a faithful steward over that information. Um and man, let's just, let's guard each other. Let's lift each other up. Let's build each other up. Um, 
And so that's my heart for y'all today. That's my heart for you guys this week. So purpose to stay on track, purpose to not wallow, but to to walk in the finished works of Jesus, which is just victory all around. So I love you guys. Make it a great week. Boss it out. Bye.